Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I'm Aaron Stump, and we are talking about lambda encodings in Chapter 6 of the podcast. Today, I would like to talk about a different lambda encoding besides the church encoding, which we've talked about the past few episodes. The encoding I want to talk about today is called the Perigot encoding, after Michel Perigot, a great French researcher who invented this encoding. And uh, this encoding overcomes the problem that Perigot himself proved definitively the church encoding has, namely that you can't define constant time accessors for data. By accessor, I mean function that gives you the immediate subdata of the data. So the immediate subdata of a natural number is its predecessor, the immediate subdata of a list is its tail, and so forth. Like if you had binary trees, the immediate subdata would be the left and right subtrees. For, of course, for trees that have them, if it's empty tree or the empty list or zero, then we have different, you know, result. But anyhow, so Perigo proved, as I mentioned last time, that you cannot have a constant time predecessor for church encoding of nats, uh, natural numbers. And uh, we have, but we, uh, fortunately, there are other encodings that do have constant time accessors. And Perigo himself invented one. And the idea of it is really very simple. And so if the church encoding is a fold, it's a fold right. So the Perigo encoding is just the same. But, you know, the funny thing about a fold, if you think about fold right for lists, fold right for lists says, uh, if you tell me, give, if you give me interpretations of nil and cons, then I will interpret your list for you. And so by interpretations, it means, you know, give me a function. So say you got a list of A's, we need, and you're trying to compute a value B from this list of A's. Fold right says, give me an A to B to B function and to give me a B value. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take your A to B to B function and everywhere there was a cons in the list, I'm going to stick that function. And I'm going to take your B value and the, the sole place in your list, every list has a nil, the one place where that's, that nil is found, I'm going to stick that B value. And so you'll have this function that takes an A, that's the head of the list, and then a B, and that's the value we're going to get from interpreting the tail, and it returns a B. So that's just the right type you want to have for this combining function. And anyway, that's for fold right. But the Perigo encoding says the numbers aren't going to be fold right. So they're going to be a slightly different version of fold right, where instead of, it's not just an A to B to B function, it's going to be an A to list A to B to B function. Okay, so the combining function, instead of just being given the head and the result uh, of interpreting the tail, or the, you could think of the result of the recursion on the tail. Instead, it's going to be given the head and the tail itself and the result of recursively interpreting the tail. So instead of A to B to B, it's A to list of A's to B to B. So that list of A's is the new ingredient, that's the tail. And so, in other words, we're going to have the all the, the functions that we're folding are going to be given the immediate subdata. And so once you do that, I mean, does it feel like cheating? It shouldn't feel like cheating. It's just like the obvious right thing to do. <laughs> if you're having trouble getting the subdata, we're just going to pass them to this combining function. 
the subdata, and then the combining function can do whatever it wants, like immediately return them if it wants to. So to compute predecessor, you know, so if you think about this for, so that was the fold write for list, and we talked about fold write for natural numbers. So the, the static type for natural numbers for church encoding was for all x, for all types x, x arrow x, arrow x, arrow x. Sorry, it's a little hard on the air, some of these. You know, first we take a sort of the combining function for nats, which is x to x. It's just like the a to b to b. I could have just said b to b instead of instead of xx, okay? But for some reason, when I'm doing church encodings of nats, I like to think of my type variable as being called x. That's silly. Uh, so basically, it's just like the combining function for lists, except there's no head value because the, the natural number is like a list that doesn't have any data in it. It just has this linear structure. Uh, so anyway, what we had, we talked about this before, for natural numbers, you take an x to x function, that's for interpreting successor, you take an x value, that's for interpreting zero, and uh, then you're going to get an x back, because that's what you get by interpreting the whole natural number. So uh, with the perigo encoding, you, instead of an x to x function, you get an x to nat to x function, where that nat is the predecessor. So you get an x to nat to x function, a base value, a starting value x, and you compute your overall value x from your number. And so if you want to do the predecessor, you say, take my number, and the combining function I want to use is being given the predecessor. It just needs to give it back. <laughs> and just ignore the result of recursively computing the predecessor for the predecessor, right? Because it's, it's x to nat to x. That first x is... Um, going to be the result of computing the the predecessor for the predecessor of the of this nat, but we don't care about that at all. So you would just say, take my number and apply it to, uh, you know, lambda underscore, like I don't care about this one, lambda p, p. So you're taking the predecessor p, just immediately return it. And for the base case, you know, just say zero, because the predecessor of zero, you have to pick something. You just usually pick zero for cutoff predecessor. Um, so, uh, anyway, so that's the paragon encoding. You just stick the subdata in as extra arguments to the combining functions that you would normally have for fold. And, you know, problem solved. <laughs> now, there's a bit more to say. Actually, I have several other points to make about this. But uh, certainly this works in an untyped setting. But it also works in a type setting. So the first point is to say that... Um, we still have static typing of this encoding. We do have to enrich our type system a little bit because um, at least at least sort of nominally speaking, I mean, we, we need recursive types because you see, we've said natural number, is, the natural number type is defined to be this polymorphic type for all x, x to nat to x, to x, to x. Now, you know, you know, so here we have a circular equation. We're saying nat is defined to be, and then I gave this kind of long, hard-to-hear type, which has a nat in it. Okay, so we need recursive types that let us do this. Now, if you're thinking in terms of functional programming, you say, oh, that's no problem. That's cool. We have we can do define recursive types in Haskell or whatever. That's, that's absolutely no big deal. Now, if you're thinking strong functional programming or you're thinking type theory, you might be worried because unrestricted recursive types, if you can just form any recursive type you want uh, in type theory or in, in functional programming, you can write looping terms pretty easily. So that sounds bad. It sounds like, okay, great. So we could type, Perry goes, 
encoding, um, if we had recursive types, recursive types are, are bad, right? In general, they would be bad for termination, but fortunately, Perigo's encoding can be typed with positive recursive types. Now, what does that mean? That means it's a, it's a restriction on the form of the recursive type. You can define our type recursively as long as you only mention that type, which you're recursively trying to define, in positive positions in the, the type. Now, what's a positive position? Well, basically, it comes from if you go to the left of an arrow, you're going negative. Okay, and sort of a rough intuition for this is that uh, think about P implies, think of, use Curry hard isomorphism, think about the function type P to arrow Q as really being like implication, P implies Q. And now just think classically for a moment, P implies Q is the same as not P or Q. And so you can see just from that, um, you get at least some intuition that when we go to the left of an arrow, we're going negative. And there's more to it than that because this is true not just in classical logic but also in intuitionistic logic. But when we go to the left of an arrow, we are going negative. And, but positive recursive types say, uh, say that as long as you, everywhere you're using that recursively defined type in the body of the recursive definition of the type, as long as all those places are positive, then you're fine, and in fact, you retain normalization. You can still have a type theory where it enforces uh, program normalization, program termination, um, even with these recursive types. And and notice, we say it, they need the positions where the recursive type occurs need to be positive positions. Uh, two negatives makes a positive. So if you go to the left of an arrow and then go and then inside that domain part of an arrow, you again go to the left of an arrow, you're positive. You're positive. So that's totally fine. Um, and here with the perigo encoding, I th let's see, we actually do need that because we have a re this nat type. We're recursively defining this nat type. And uh, we've said nat is equal to, for all x, x to nat to x arrow something. Okay, so we we have this combining function nat x to nat to x, okay? And that occurs to the left of an arrow because that x to nat to x function is an input to the nat. I hope this isn't too dizzying. Sorry to have to talk through all this stuff. Um, but, you know, I hope I hope it's you can get something out of it. I, I can't, don't, this format doesn't let me share pictures or drawings very easily. So, um, anyhow. So, we've gone to the left of an arrow to accept the combining function as an input to the nat. And then that, Combining function says, I want a nat. So now we're to the left of an arrow. Again, so we're to the left of two arrows. Cool, we're positive. So actually, we can type that with just positive recursive types, not general recursive types. And positive recursive types, as I was just saying, uh, retain term normalization termination properties. So we are still, if we care about termination, which I do, and many do, then you're, you're still fine if you're using positive recursive types. So that was one thing I wanted to say about the Paragon coding. Uh, and I am at my destination now, so I need to pick up some other things I want to share about this the next time. So thank you very much for listening.